Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is a Daily Dose of Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. And we're here with Luna, the MCAT, and Sam, who's off laying down, being uncomfortable and warm, because it's an uncomfortably warm day. But, you know, that's okay. Um, there are a lot of people who are going through a lot worse in the country, and my heart goes out to you, and I hope everything is okay, and please, please, please stay safe. So, today we're going to talk about, actually, to, over today and tomorrow, we're going to talk about uh, one subject, and it is something that is very prevalent in our society, and it's something that is also a major, major challenge for empaths both in dealing with it within themselves and dealing it with, with it within others. And that subject is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, there are movements to change that to post-traumatic stress injury. And the idea is that if it's referred to as an injury, then it has a, a system of recovery. So um, for those who are suffering from that, for those who are dealing with that, um, you know, my blessings to you. And it's, it's not just military. And, and while we have many in the military who, you know, are heartbreakingly, you know, hurt by things that they've experienced and that are going on inside of them, um, you know, it's PTSD or PTS, I will call it PTSD. Um, that is something that can also happen on a lot of different levels over, you know, from childhood abuse to adult abuse to, you know, just se severe anxiety. There's a lot of things that can relate to it, you know, things that have damaged the body, the mind, and the spirit. And times like these, when there's a lot of anger, a lot of fear, and a lot of, of general tension that's in the energetic field, and when people are dealing with each other, these can be very challenging times for those who are experiencing it and for those of us who perceive it. So today is part one, and we're going to talk about dealing with an empath, dealing with PTSD in others. And tomorrow we're going to talk about the empath experiencing it and dealing with it within themselves and separating it from what's going on around them. So in dealing with anyone who is experiencing an intense emotional state, um, it is, okay, we're going up there. It is very difficult to maintain your grounding, to maintain your balance when you're in a very intense emotional situation. This is exponentially harder when there is an issue of PTSD involved because when something goes up to that next level and it is something that is tremendously debilitating for many people, um, that debilitating aspect can transfer over to the empath if they're not aware of it. And for those who work in, you know, because it's interesting, empaths are drawn to working with people who are troubled because it's our instinct to restore balance. And the issue is that if someone is an unmanaged empath, if they don't 
kind of have a handle on separating, you know, what belongs to somebody else from what belongs to them, it can be tremendously difficult. And there is a high level of burnout with that because they just keep taking in, keep taking in, keep taking in, and they don't figure out how to process it. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with helping people and, you know, going into those fields where, you know, you help people work through their problems and their issues and their issues are not yours. It's not unkind to say that. And that is something that empaths need to remind themselves of that someone else's issues are not yours, even though they will feel like they are yours. So how do you manage it? Well, first off, use those practices, you know, the things we've talked about or whatever practices you have. Um, if you go into prayer, if you uh, meditate, if you, you know, do yoga or, or, you know, box or whatever, whatever it is that you use in order to kind of reset yourself and, you know, to get you back into your own and, and for some people, you know, like martial arts and things like that, whether it's a form like Tai Chi or Aikido, as opposed to something that's a lot more dynamic. Um, I studied a form called Kajikembo, which is a more aggressive uh, form of martial arts designed for like multiple attackers and things like that. And yeah, I went through a phase of, of that sort of thing. And it also really helped me out to balance my energy because the whole focus of martial arts is about focusing your energy and being very precise and clear with your movements acting in a fluid way to, you know, to be able to achieve something. And there really is a lot of very cool things about martial arts. And, you know, and I, I recommend it to anyone because there's a wide, wide, you know, sort of spectrum as to, you know, how intense you want it to be and how reflective and how meditative you want it to be. So I recommend that for a lot of people, especially for empaths because it does take you in that place of you know, just kind of focusing and it is meditative. So uh, whatever it is you do that allows you to get back into your center and your grounding, that is what you need to lean on. If you are talking with somebody or dealing with somebody who you know suffers from PTSD, especially those who have been really, really, you know, just triggered hugely by what's going on right now. And, you know, for pe some people, you know, it's affecting, you know, their perception on race, you know, maybe they're remembering, you know, an old, you know, abuse, or maybe they're remembering, you know, stories from their families, which become a part of us. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people are, are being, so deeply and profoundly affected by what's going on and it's hard it's really hard energy that's coming up and maybe all this is coming up so we can deal with it you know that's for bigger minds than mine to you know sort out but the thing is is that while you're in it and while you're there talking with somebody holding a space with someone who is experiencing something that they cannot control and it's very important to remember that this is you know, in most cases, as people work through, you know, post-traumatic stress, 
it is not some, it's not just a matter of we'll think of something else or we'll just cheer up or just ignore it. You can't because it takes it out of that place of choice and into that primal place of reflex, fight or flight. Well, actually fight, flight or freeze. And so when you're dealing with someone who is dealing with that kind, that level of deep wounding first, I highly, highly recommend that you suggest that they speak to a professional, that they contact someone who is trained to assist them. Empaths are wonderful listeners. We are very, you know, we can be very supportive. And unless you are trained to deal with something as specific and as, you know, as, as complicated as PTSD, you do not want to play therapist. You know, you can listen, you can support and encourage that person to get professional help. Encourage them to um, contact groups, you know, that will be able to assist them. You can be a wonderful support for that. You can be a wonderful backup for that. But, you know, really, you know, these are conditions that are far too complex just you know, to be a good listener, you need to know what you're doing. And, you know, it, and it may be that because you're an empath, if you can stay in your space, if you can hear them out, if you can listen and then be able to see if you can build a bridge to that person being open to getting professional help, that's the best, that's the best case scenario. And then support them through it because especially if you haven't experienced that particular type of thing um, for military people who have had really, really damaging experiences. If you are not a military person, you cannot relate. You can understand. And as an empath, you can feel what they're feeling, but you cannot define that feeling in your own mind because you don't have the same points of reference. If you're dealing with somebody who faced, you know, really bad child abuse or you know has been physically abused or assaulted we can feel what they feel but that doesn't mean we understand what they feel we just feel it as the feeling so when you have somebody who needs that kind of help encourage them to get it and help them to find it that is the absolute best thing you can do and have them help them find somebody who can relate to what it is that they're they're feeling and that they're experiencing because what happens is well what can happen is that we get so wrapped up in what that person is feeling then suddenly you've got two people in trouble and then it it will trigger and open up and you know for for empaths who are you know who may have and some experience that is similar what it's going to do is it's going to dig into your memory find that experience because we resonate most with what is inside of us we resonate most with what we are carrying if we are carrying anger and we're around angry people that is going to resonate hardest because it is within us if we have had trauma if we have had issues that we have not resolved, 
then it's going to go into a very difficult place very quickly. We have to be, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to know, you know, what's going on inside of us and understand what's going on inside of us before we can help somebody else work through something that they need to work through. So, um, you know, it is possible that someone else's trauma can end up figuring even something that, you know, you don't even consciously remember, something that you don't even, you know, that you are able to, you know, maybe it's a memory of something that you had forgotten for decades, and then that comes back up, and then it's like, oh, okay, now you've got two people just kind of bouncing this intense energy back and forth, and all it does is build. So, um, it's, it's not you know, it's not all bad. It's not a, a bad thing. And like I said, empaths can be tremendously good because maybe in that moment before that person can get to the point where they can, you know, seek help, if they haven't sought help, then we can be the listeners, not the talkers. We can be the listeners that kind of help them start that dialogue for themselves by just being there, by just allowing, creating that space for them and allowing them to first feel safe in, in expressing what they have to express, then acknowledging, you know, what it is that they've been through. And if it's okay, and we always, you know, need to ask permission if it's okay to say, you know what? Can I make a suggestion that you speak to somebody or have you spoken to somebody? Can I help you find somebody to talk to? Because this is, this is a big thing and you don't have to carry this on your own. We can get you help. We can get you support. And then allow that person to decide. Maybe in that moment they may not want to. Maybe in that moment, no, 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 I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Then just let it go. If they decide that they, well, you know, maybe I do need help. Maybe I should talk to somebody. Great. That's when you help them. But that empath in us is going to want to, well, no, you need to do this. You need to do that. We want to give them something to do that we believe will fix them. We need to override that and just allow them to feel as though someone has listened to them. And often that is an excellent first start. It is a really, really challenging time. And being able to stay in our own little box is tremendously hard. And most of the time we can't. You can't get away from all that's going on. It surrounds us. It's everywhere. And we can still manage it as long as we use the tools that we have. Whatever tool you have. Check out some of my past videos and, you know, there's been a, I've talked a lot about ways to manage it. And if you end up getting in over your head, please ask for help. Uh, you can always contact me and I can see about, you know, how to find you some help and we can talk about it and, you know, and I can listen. So make sure that you are taking care of you before you try to take care of somebody else. It's, it's like, you know, that whole thing of, you know, you, you know, if you see somebody collapsed in a room and you want to run in and save them, but you don't realize that they're collapsed because there's a gas leak, you need to know what's going on. Assess 
first. Don't act first. With empathy, assess. Take a look at it. Allow your empathic connection just enough to say, oh, okay, something's going on and this person needs something. And then just be there. Do not try to direct it because empathy wants to fix. We can use our empathy to help. We can use our empathy to empower. And sometimes we need to just set the empathy aside and say, well, this person, they have the freedom to decide what they want to do and accept that. Even if we're picking up on stuff, remember, and we've talked about this before, empathy is a snapshot of where that person is emotionally in that moment. It doesn't give you the past. It doesn't give you the future. It just gives you that moment. And, you know, make sure that what it is that you're picking up is not feeding into something within yourself and making it more intense. So this is about self-maintenance. It is about um, caring for others. And it is about definite grounding and boundaries. You know, setting our boundaries are for ourselves as much for anybody else. Telling it's like, okay, I'm going to be there and I am not going to, you know, let my empathy decide how invested I become in this because empathy is always going to want to invest 100%. So uh, thank you for joining me. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, especially on this topic, please uh, contact me. You can follow me on Twitter and you can uh, contact me through my message or through my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. My email address is in the description. So please feel free to get a hold of me and I will be happy to um, address anything that, you know, that might be helpful. And if you like this video, please uh, hit like and you can comment on the video. If you like what we're talking about and like what we're doing, uh, please consider subscribing. And if you would like to support the channel on a slightly higher level, there's a link to my Patreon account where for as little as $2 a month, uh, you can help support the channel and me. And you can also, there are also certain perks that go with it at each level of, of support. So again, thank you for joining me. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and see you tomorrow for part two. Bye.